Mikey Bet Show, the Mikey Bet Show. Do you know the Mikey Bet Show? Come on, listen to the Mikey Bet Show, the Mikey Bet Show, the Mikey Bet Show. Do you know the Mikey Bet Show? Yes, the Mikey Bet Show, where the bookies get on. spot to go for all your deep dish needs. Enjoy the show. What's up, guys, and welcome to the Mikey Betts Show. That was the new way we were going to introduce us from now on. Uh, damn, my breath, my uh, voice is kind of sore after that one, but uh, what's up, guys? <laughs> How are you guys doing? We might need to clean that one up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Why? We got to clean it up. I thought that was perfect. I like I, oh no! I that was it. unscripted. That was unscripted. Okay, I didn't know what to say. All I saw was uh, weights behind Elliot, and I was like, "Fuck it, I gotta say something." Weightlifter, something. You know, next time I'll come out with your stats. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say we might have to clean up a little bit, because, uh, dude, you are hitting levels. I mean, different pitches I've never heard before. So it's oh. the, the Zoom. You know, we're doing this. We're recording over Zoom, ladies and gentlemen that are listening here right now. So. The, the levels, I mean, they, they couldn't keep up with, you know, that voice. I mean, that I mean, was, I never heard you hit those tones before. I mean, shout out to Chris. He's going to have to figure out how to hit those levels on when he produces this. But, uh, <clears throat> man, that is uh, how I've been feeling ever since the Bulls have been on their hot streak lately. And um, I feel like that's the new way we're going to be uh, introducing everybody. So with that being said, we're going to switch it up a little bit different this week. Uh, we're going to start it off with some NBA talk, and then we're going to lead into uh, we have an interview with Andrew Cook, and then we are going to talk some more football. But before we get into that, I want to talk about our new sponsor uh, and probably one of the best pizza places in Chicago is Lou Melnati's. Uh, if you guys have not tried Lou Melnati's, you guys are living under a rock. Go ahead and try it out. It's probably the best spot you can go and get a nice deep dish. Um 
I know that Elliot has a lot of friends that have worked there and been fired there for stealing the pizza, but we're not going to talk about that because they are now our sponsor. So, and probably the most underrated thin crust pizza as well. So you know, give it a try. No, give it a try though. Cause honestly, the thin crust pizza, unbelievable, great sauce, which not a lot of people try. Right. And honestly, the best chopped salad in the game. Anytime we have people over, anytime we do anything at my house, we go to Luminati's for their salad. It's absolutely unbelievable. The best dressing. Honestly, the greatest salad you could ever have. So big shout out to Luminati's. Thanks for the sponsorship. But that's where you need to go to get a salad. Anytime you're doing anything at your house, and you're, you got people over. So Luminati's, they have good salad. That's cool. That's awesome. But you know what I want to do? Uh, yeah, we're not. I'm not getting salad. I'm sorry, but uh, w- what I want to do is I want to do a uh, review between the the uh, deep dish for thin crust because I know Lou Malnati's has really good deep dish pizza, but not a lot of people from Chicago like deep dish pizza. They say that's more of a tourist thing. What do you guys think? Do you guys think it's more w- w- Chicago people are more thin crust bar pizza, or do you think that we're the deep dish pizza? I like at Lou's. I get deep dish. That's the only place I get deep dish. Okay. Otherwise, it's all thin crust every time. Lou's is like a special. Like I'll get deep dish just right. So right. I, I'm more of a thin crust guy myself. My whole family too. Elliot, I'm the same way. Uh, I'm a thin crust guy through and through. If I'm getting Lou's, I want to get the Lou because the Lou comes with sausage. You know all sorts of toppings on top of it. Like there's, there's more than just that plain cheese with the tomatoes on top, which is still a great pizza. But like Mikey said, we grew up on it. You know, Jeff, you remember, we got that Luminati's over there in Oak Grove. We grew up on it. Everybody that I, I knew I grew up with worked there at one point. So we've had it like throughout our entire lives. Um, but yeah, I'm a thin crust guy. I want like a thin, crispy crust, you know, nice tangy sauce type of pizza. So, I mean, like I said, they're thin crust, very underrated. People don't know about it because they're all about the thick crust, but anytime you get a chance, you guys got to try it. There we go. Underrated. I mean, Elliot, Elliot's shouting out everybody who's on the diet, you know, gluten-free and all that. He's talking salads. The wings are low key, pretty good especially the sauce. I actually go get the sauce when I make my wings from Lou's. I just order sauce. They're like, why are you just ordering a tub of sauce? I'm like, oh yeah, I, uh, I ordered earlier. I just forgot to get the sauce. So the Buffalo sauce there is very, very good. Trust me, try the wings. The Buffalo sauce. Damn. Buffalo that's sauce. A, they're pretty clever. That's a, that's a clever thing you should, you know what I'm saying? The buff, try the Buffalo. Oh, okay. Makes sense. So yeah, once again, that's Lou Malnati's Pizza. Go ahead and check them out. Uh, it's delicious. Everybody in Chicagoland area, you guys know about it. And next week, we will give you guys a free opportunity to win a free pizza if you guys tune into the show. Since we started off with the Bulls intro, let's talk a little bit about the Bulls. Tonight, we have Bulls Warriors. That's going to be a great game. I'm actually going to the game tonight, so it's going to be fun. Um, the Bulls are back, boys. I mean, they just beat the Pistons by like 45 and uh, I don't know how, I mean, we're watching the Nets live while we, we're recording this, and that's Bulls, and uh, Frank the Tank decided not to 
do a sandwich bet with me on the Bulls beating the Nets. This is a game that the Bulls need to win, in my opinion. I mean, you look at it, Nets at full strength. I mean, as a gambler, I look at this, and this is a game where I'd almost take the Nets. Just as yeah. a pure, just as a pure gambler, right? Because I'm expecting the, the, you know, the Nets to come out here at full strength, put something on the Bulls, make a statement right now. But I mean, the Bulls are back 100. As Kobe White fouls James Harden on a three, Kobe White suspect on defense, like I've been calling it out all year long. But I mean, the Bulls are back, and if you're in Chicago, you're not paying attention to the Bulls. I don't know what to tell you guys. My biggest, my biggest flaw with people in Chicago that they are, uh, they're still talking about the Bears over the Bulls right now, and it's just a shame to me. It's uh, don't want to name any networks, but the network we were previously with, I, I feel like they don't even know that the Chicago Bulls play basketball because um, there's been no talk about it. And and finally, it is January, and the Bulls are finally getting some national national news talk. So. Uh, and they're playing a nine o'clock game at home. I know it's because it's rescheduled, but still kind of shitty. I like it. I mean, maybe everyone's just sleeping on us because we don't have that marquee star, so to speak. You know, the guy who's who's out there in the media. You know, we just have a good basketball team. Well, three very good people. Yeah, and shout out to the number one bandwagon fan of all time, Nick Friedel. Um, We love you, Nick. But you literally went from the Bulls huge bulls fan and then as soon as the bulls started to suck you went to the warriors and then as soon as the warriors lost kd you went to the brooklyn nets and now he's covering the nets he's in town tonight and uh he said that we have no chance against the warriors so tonight when we play the warriors let's let's kick their fucking ass yeah and And, and i'm glad you brought that up though mikey because i did notice that um i don't know if it's I mean, I, I know he got a, you know, he's getting different jobs through ESPN, representing different teams, things on, like bro. that. You know, you're putting but, that stuff in. I know. But, dude, he was a Bulls guy. I mean, he was on ESPN 1000. He was on with Waddle and Sylvie. Yeah. He was on with Cap. I mean, he was all about the Bulls through the years. I mean, through those tough years, you know, talking about Thibodeau, you know, getting through there, talking about what's his face, uh, Iowa State coach. I can't even remember his name, and I'm glad. Fred Hoiberg. Hoiberg, you know, talking about those tough years. And then he just goes out, you know, gets a job in a bigger market. Not not necessarily a bigger market, but just teams that have, you know, a little bit, you know, they're just a little bit better out there at that Mm -hmm. time. And now he's coming back and he's shitting on his home team when, like, Chicago embraced him. You know, Chicago embraced him. They, like, made him their own. All the media loved him. They they had him on all their shows to talk about the Bulls. Then he's just out here. And he he flat out said the Bulls weren't going to be good preseason, too. He's been dogging the Bulls all year. Yeah, you wonder why, too. It's because he's a fucking bandwagon fan. Exactly what I said. I love Nick Friedel. I, I met him uh, in 2013. I was driving past the Bulls stadium because uh, I got there early uh, for a Bulls game. And I saw him outside reporting. And I pulled over, I got out of my car and I took a picture with him. I got it somewhere. I'll post it later, but um, nice guy, but you can't be switching up teams like that. That's like me switching up a team every single time. I know that, you know, it it doesn't make sense. Like, oh, the Bulls are bad this year and the Heat are good this year. I'm going to go hang out with the Heat and cover the Heat. It's you gotta, you gotta be able to struggle through the bad times. And uh, one of my friends texted me, good friend of mine, shout out Austin, but uh, I'm going to say this is 
um, he texted me. He's like, the Bulls are back. And this is his first year watching the Bulls. Okay. And I said, you don't know what the Bulls are back even means because you've never struggled when they weren't here. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't just become a fan this year and then just expect to enjoy all the glory because the years that they sucked was fucking miserable. I mean, we had Lowry marketing, we had Jim Boylan, we had Hoiberg, we had all of these guys that were just headaches, right? We never thought it was going to end. And, uh, I remember 2016, I was like, man, we're not going to be good till 2020. And then 2020 came around and we still weren't good. And I was like, holy fuck. Here we are now finally pushing everything out of the door and we're, we're back. So it's, it's good to see this, but um, shout out to the new fans. But just so you new fans know, this is as good as it gets right now. This is as good as it's getting. Uh, you guys joined the Bulls fandom at the right time because they are, they're back. So just my two cents on if you should be or, or shouldn't be a Bulls fan. I liked your tweet earlier when you said, uh, when you sent that picture out, you said, if, if you weren't with us then, you know, don't be with us now. And when you looked at that picture, it was kind of nostalgic in a sense, because yep. I thought Chris Dunn was going to be a monster. I loved Same. him coming out of college. Same. I was watching, you know, like I said, I was a Rubio fan. So I was watching Minnesota back then when he got drafted. So when the Bulls got him, I was like, dude, this guy's going to be a monster. Right. Um, hated Lowry. Hated Lowry. So I was like, I was with us then, but I didn't like Lowry. Uh, love Justin Holiday. I'll take that guy any day of the week. He's just a hustler, plays hard. And yep. then in the background, you saw Nico. And I love Nico, even though he was a liability. <laughs> He's, he just, I love the way he was just jacking up threes. He's just that European out there, you know, randomly grabbing, you know, a, a high number of rebounds, but he's always jacking up shots. I love that team outside of Lowry. I've always, I didn't like him because he was a high draft pick, but I mean, those, that, that was the Bulls, man. I love those teams. They were the miserable. What are we saying, Jeff? I was always a little different. So I wasn't a fair weather fan. I wasn't like your buddy bouncing from team to team. I liked players and it just so happens all my players retired like Dwayne Wade. So, you know, fuck the heat with LeBron, but I'm a Dwayne Wade fan. Mm -hmm. I was a T-Mac fan. So I'd follow T-Mac and the Rockets and just be a fan of him while the bulls were down, but I was yeah. still struggling because I had to listen to my friends talk about the Chris Dunn's like he's good. And I know I'm a realist the guy's trash. Like, don't tell me this guy is going to do anything for our team. I had mm -hmm. to listen to that for years and years and talk about these players who are just, I just didn't see it in them. Um, I could tell they weren't good. They were going to be gone in four years. They all were. <laughs> so I dealt with it from that, that standpoint, listening to my boy ski and those guys. I just don't understand. And, and like you said with my buddy, how uh, like he hopped from team to team. He didn't even hop from team to team. He just started liking basketball this year. Like he just started liking sports. And then he hopped onto the Bulls. And I was just like, bro, you can't. I, I get it. That's cool. I'm glad that we're getting new fans. But you can't say that the Bulls are back because you were never. You don't even know what the Bulls were. So how the fuck are you going to say that they're back? Like, you know what I'm saying? That that's that doesn't make sense to me at all. But that being said, this Bulls team started out as maybe they could win 42 and a half games, right? And then they started out, oh, okay, maybe they, 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 they're not a play-in team. Maybe they're a playoff team. They can get the sixth seed. Let's hope for the sixth seed. And now it's like, oh, shit, we've been maintaining the first seed. And now 
where talk and talks about going for the whole fucking thing, winning the championship. So where do you guys think we're at realistically? How far do you think we can get? And do you think that we're going to make any moves to get to the next spot? Realistically, even if we probably will finish first in the conference, yeah, I still would put us behind Brooklyn and Milwaukee. Okay. In the playoffs, playing them in a playoff series, they have guys who've, who's, who've proven it, who've done it, you know, they've done it before. They have the superstars, you know, we're still a, we're a newer team on the rise. DeMar has been in some big games, but you know, Levine has not, Lonzo has not, you know, and the rest of you guys haven't. So I would still put us behind them just for the, for the fact that they're more, they have the experience so far and they definitely have that number one alpha guy who, you know, you saw Kevin Durant versus Giannis last year. That was amazing. You know, that that end of that game, Kevin Durant's not scared to take those shots. You know, we have DeMar. He's not scared either, so I'm glad. So I want to see Levine in those big moments. You know, it, it could be new to him, or he could just come up and show up, which would be great. Yeah, dude, I agree with you. I mean, and, and as you say that, KD's out here just wheeling and dealing from three-point line, making people respect him out there. Driving to the whole, uh, driving to the hoop, dishing off to Blake Griffin. But yeah, dude, that's the only thing that scares me. Like when I when I think about it right now, the Bulls are a legit championship contender, and my heart wants to say Bulls are going to go all the way. But you got those guys. I mean, you got those you know seven footers that can put on the deck, shoot from three like KD or like a Giannis. Who I mean, I was there in Milwaukee for all those playoff games last year. I got to see him play nonstop in the playoffs. I mean, he just has his way in the paint. So playoff basketball is way different than regular season basketball. But the one thing I can say with the Bulls is if they're knocking down shots, you know, Zach Levine, knockdown shooter, DeMar DeRozan, knockdown shooter uh, from the inside too. So, I mean, gives them a, a completely different element. The way they play defense I hate Kobe White, but I've I've just seen him. He's taking a deep one right now. Uh, missed it, but I I just seen him knock down two threes. So I mean, if if they're knocking down shots and they're playing D the way that they play D, I don't see how people could beat them. I mean, it's they just play so well together. They shoot the ball, they move the ball, they play defense. So I'm excited to see how it goes. But I can't disagree with Jeff in the sense that they don't have a KD, they don't have a Giannis. And those are the guys that make the difference come playoff time. But can Zach Levine be the next, you know, Giannis, the next KD, the next, or no? I don't know. I I don't. He's got a Steph Curry shot. It's juicy. It's icy. And it's almost always on point. So. And he plays above the rim. Uh, He can take it off the dribble. He could, he could dish. Um, But. I mean, we, you know, Jeff even said it, you gotta, you gotta see him do it. You've never seen him do it in the playoffs Mm -hmm. because he hasn't been there yet. And that's a different game, different stage. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and right now they're losing 36 to 31 to the nets in the first quarter. Uh, Blake Griffin's about to go shoot for some free throws. Shout out Blake Griffin. I mean, still in the league doing his thing. Who would have thought that he would still, still be in the NBA. I mean, where's his brother? What's his brother's name? I forgot his brother's name. I don't know, but he was in the NBA too. Remember he was, he got drafted 32nd and then uh, Blake got drafted third uh, first. He got first and then his brother. 
Yeah, I forgot what his his brother's name was, but it was some. He was fucking trash. He didn't last yeah. fucking three months in the NBA. Yeah, but dude, Blake is a he's a lifer, man. When I used to love him in college over at Oklahoma, they literally he he basically ran point guard. He was like a point forward because they would just throw it to him on the elbow, and then everybody would run through him. I want to bet. I want to say I want to bet because I bet him winning rookie of the year, and he got hurt, and then he played the next year and then won rookie of the year. I think that was Blake. I got to look that up. Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, Basketball absolutely. Hall of Fame is a joke. Yo, chill. Everybody. Yeah, they, they're they like a, a public toilet, whereas to the NFL, it's a lot different until they uh, they brought back Devin Hester to go to the Hall of Fame. Just saying. Um, yeah. Hey, whatever. Jeff, real quick. Who is that one coach? Um, and I apologize to bring it up because he passed away. We were talking about football, Hall of Fame, and all that stuff. Who was that one coach, uh, the dude that played for, I think he played for the Steelers, that he would just on, he would just walk off the field, pull his shorts to the side, take a piss, and then jump back on the field. Oh, yeah. Uh, I can't think of his name. I couldn't I think of it that. either. He was your dad's boy, though, right? Yeah. That's terrifying. I mean, no, he was I, a monster. He was I huge had, too. Well, we we have the you same exact story. Oh, you're talking about high school coach. Oh, yeah. Coach Steve Woodburn, my uncle. Yeah. Oh, that was your uncle? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know it was your uncle. It was the Cardinals, not the Steelers. Oh. I thought you were talking about Joey Porter for a second. No. Joey Porter's done that. But yeah, uh, my boy Wilburn, R.I.P. Uh, he used to do that. Damn. I mean, that's got to be the ultimate flex, though, right? Besides having your name as uh, what was was his name? Barbecue, uh, cheat Kansas City Chiefs barbecue champ or something like that. Yeah, I don't know, but it, his last name's Cook, so I mean, I felt like the, his whole name went together. He was a yeah, barbecue absolutely. chief Cook, <laughs> which is who we will be having on the show later. Uh, half I think either after or halfway through, we got to figure it out. Um, but that being said. Uh, do you guys see the Bulls fucking making any moves then by the trade trade deadline, or do you think that they don't want to mess mess up the chemistry? Uh, yeah, I think they. I don't think they want to mess up the chemistry. But I mean, if there's a, if there's a piece out there that you can improve, why not get another a big a big forward something like that? I was thinking maybe there's a way for the Bulls to find like find a way for the Bulls to get Joel Embiid. I know it sounds like a, a pipe dream and a long shot, but we've seen. AK do so many moves that were like, how the hell did he do that? So I feel like there's, there's a potential shot that he can finagle his way to go to uh, Embiid for Chicago. But I don't know if Embiid would be willing to leave Philly. I take, uh, I take Ben Simmons for Vucevic any day of the week. Uh, But then who do we have? You know what I'm saying? Who do we have? Who do we have down there? Are we going to include Embiid in the package? They hate each other. Yeah, they do hate each other. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't think it would work. I, and I don't want fucking. But the 76ers got to realize, like, they're not going to win anything with Embiid right now. And they're not going to for a few years. So they might as well get some value out of it. We'll take two. We'll give you guys two first round draft picks over the next couple of years. You know? Yeah, to get Embiid, I think they're going to have to give up way too much. And, yeah, I mean, they got chemistry right now. I would. I mean, that'd be great, especially with the way that Lonzo is shooting the ball from three right now. To yeah, give up Kobe White, some picks, and get Ben Simmons, that'd be silly. Crazy. <laughs> oh my God, that'd be ridiculous. I mean, think about that. From one, it would be the ultimate light skin team 
I mean, I got to say, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got Ben Simmons, Zach Levine, and, uh, oh, wait, am I forgetting? Aren't there more? Oh, Lonzo. I was like, there's got to be another light skin on there. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, like, all, all time. All time light skin. So that would hurt yeah. Lonzo. So no. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Lonzo wouldn't even care. That's like the best thing about Lonzo. Is he's just, dude, he's just moving the ball. He just wants to win. But think about that. You'd be going one through five. Everybody's like six, six and over six, six and taller can switch on every position. That'd be absolutely silly. Mm-hmm. Um, willing to play defense too. Lonzo, yeah, willing to play defense. Levine are willing to play defense. Yeah. And Ben Simmons wouldn't even need to shoot. All he would need to do is play defense, distribute, you know, move the ball, and then hopefully finish at the rim, get some opportunities. Uh, but dude, that'd be sick if, if the Bulls can make something like that happen. But I, I actually read today on Twitter, uh, 76ers, it seems like they're making an example out of Ben Simmons. They, I read today mm-hmm. that they uh, they met with Rich Paul and they were talking about next steps and you know places that Ben Simmons wants to move. And 76ers, they said that Elton Brand and I forgot who who else they were meeting with over there, but just said like, yeah, we're cool, you know, we're we're not doing anything, <laughs> we're not trading you. You can come play, you can do whatever you want, but you know, you're here. We're not getting rid of you. Uh, I saw a lot of news with uh, Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris, though. Did you guys did you guys see that? Or they're trying to work out a trade package to send him to uh, Atlanta. Yeah, I just don't see where it would fit there. Like, I don't I don't see the fit at all of uh, Trey Young and Ben Simmons on the same court. I agree. That's why I don't think that's going to happen. I think that's yeah. I didn't really see too much on that, but the stuff that I did see, I mean, Mike. Key to your point. When I saw that, I was just like, that doesn't even make sense basketball wise. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, I think that he's gone though, before the trade deadline, I don't think that they're going to keep him and punish him. I think that it's a lot of uh, threats right now. What, what are you guys takes on Ben Simmons? You guys like him? I think he's good, but no, I don't like him because he's just not getting better. It's just a diva, bro. Like everything is just, I don't know. Uh, the things that I've heard coming out of, out of there, just like, yeah, he's he's a prima donna, and uh, I don't think it would work out. Meanwhile, though, the Cavs, I'm looking at the score right now because I bet on them. The Cavs are up by, like, 19, so shout-out to the Cavs. Been the best team against the spread, and Ricky Rubio is not in, so Elliot cannot use that excuse anymore. It's the Ricky Rubio effect, all right? Holy he shit. has an effect on teams. Holy shit. He creates winning atmospheres, creates winning environments, it's the Ricky Rubio effect. So yeah, he may not be there right now, but the team feels that they know, you know, what to expect. They know how to play because Ricky was there and led by example. No, absolutely not. Why do you think the Suns are number one in the West right now? Because of Ricky. So, so I think the bullshit <laughs> fucking trade for Ricky Rubio with a torn ACL, just so we could have some good juju on the team. I would love that. That would be amazing. <laughs> Like, why not? Uh, yeah, I, don't, I haven't really heard of any other trades around the league. I think the league, there was some small trade that happened with the Pistons. Uh, didn't they trade for Bull Bull or something like that? I forgot what it was. Not that important. Um, we got a lot of slates for tonight's. Uh, we have the Bulls Warriors. The Bulls are supposed to uh, lose. Uh, they're, they're plus six and a half right now, which is surprising. They're at home. They don't have Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson is going to be out because he's starting. Uh, he started against uh, the Bucks yesterday, so he's not playing today. So I think the Bulls have a legitimate, ch- legitimate chance here. Um, Draymond Green's not back to full health either, so we should be able to steamroll this team. 
And uh, we lost to them last time we played them, but it is what it is. I think we have a chance this week or tonight. Dude, Gary Payton Jr. is like must-see TV. That guy plays above the rim, knocks down threes, plays unbelievable defense. I love watching this dude play basketball. He's absolutely ridiculous. So I can't wait for this game. I might actually try to go to this game. I'm going. So come to the game. I'm going to try, man. But, dude, I'm, dude, if I go to basketball games, I'm sitting low. I'm, and I know you sneak down. but <laughs> You'll see me down there. I'll be down there. I'll sneak down all the time. Like, there's no way that I'm not sitting down there. Uh, but, dude, I would love to see uh, Steph play. The only time I've seen Steph play, Sant Hunter level, I think he only scored, like, seven points. This mm. was years ago. And I was so bummed because, like, dude, I went to go watch Steph and Clay. Thought that they were just going to go off. They actually won, but I think they won. Score was like in the 90s. And literally, Steph had like six, seven points. Just like one of the worst games he probably had in That's his awful. career. Well, you know what? Uh, it's his 13th year in the league, which is surprising to me. He's still playing like it's his like seventh. And you never know when it's going to be the last time he plays in Chicago. So uh, I have to go out. I know he's got a few more years. He's got it. What, how long do you think he's going to be in the league? How many more years? Six more years? Seven he could go. He could go for a long time, but I feel like Steph's one of the guys who can just walk away. He's so he's got. I feel like he's got other stuff to do, right? But he he could play for a long time because not much athleticism to it. He I, it's just crazy how much that guy has revolutionized the game. Uh, I don't think anybody else since Michael Jordan has revolutionized the game this much. People can make the argument for LeBron, but I don't think that he changed or revolutionized the game. I feel like. Steph Curry literally made everybody have to guard you from the logo because this guy can shoot wherever he wants. He shoots shots that you would have had to run suicides for uh, if you chuck those up in practice. Definitely. You know, and I think with the allowance of uh, uh, Steve Kerr, I know he was shooting them like that with uh, Mark Jackson, but I feel like Steve Kerr definitely let him just, Hey, yeah, you feel like shooting that one, go ahead and shoot it. And when Steve Kerr took over, I think that it definitely elevated Steph Curry's game. I think put him, we, go ahead. I was just tell Elliot, think about when we were like young in our prime watching like old point guards, like Sam Cassell, Jay kid, just think about how good Steph would be at that age. Just come oh my off the gosh. And just play, play, you know, play 15 minutes, just swacking from everywhere. Silly. Yeah, they, they had that question today on uh, first take they were talking about because uh, they asked Steph, like they did that. I don't know what, what show it was on, but they asked Steph, like, it, would your team in, I forgot what year it was, but the team was KD. Would it beat, would you guys beat the 96, 97 Bulls in a seven game series? And Steph said, hands down, probably in six. And Jay Will had a like very interesting take. It's like in basketball, it's all about hitting shots. It's all about knocking down shots. doesn't matter how good a defense you can play. I mean, if you get hit shots, you can hit shots. Yep. And when you look at that team with KD, Steph, Clay, I mean, they're knocking down shots no matter what. doesn't matter what area you're in. doesn't matter what kind of defense you're playing. I mean, those guys are knocking down shots. Just absolutely changed the way, you know, people play basketball. I don't know about your guys' take on it. MJ's the GOAT, in my opinion, but... I mean, you put Tony Kukoc or Ron Harper or I don't know who's guarding Steph. I don't know who's guarding Clay. You know, it's it's going to be, you know, tough, t- 
tough to watch. And even, you know, you put MJ on KD or Scotty on KD. He's still got, you know, three, four inches on him. He's going to knock down jumpers, take it to the hole. I mean, those Warriors teams were absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. I, it would be hard for me to, as a betting man, all right, as a Bulls fan, there's no shot that they beat the, the 96 Bulls. No way. You're fucking crazy, and uh, you can go fly a kite. But as a betting man, I would definitely take the Warriors because, <laughs> I mean, bro, Kevin Dur- who's going to guard Kevin Durant? Scotty Pippen? Okay, fine. Who's going to guard? I mean, Draymond and, and fucking Draymond and uh, Dennis Rodman will go after each other. But then you got Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan could do whatever he wants and dominate the game. But Steph Curry could fucking shoot wherever he wants. Sure, Michael Jordan. Remember when he put six six threes up in the half and everyone was like, oh my gosh, that's that's amazing. That's legendary. That was in the 90s, okay? That was in the 90s. Steph Curry is putting up six threes in a quarter and not even batting an eye. This guy is nuts. This guy is nuts. I'm not saying he's better than Michael Jordan. But at threes, this guy is nuts. Yeah, that's why, like, even what Jeff said with, like, you know, with how long he can play, like not that much athleticism, even though I do think Steph is extremely athletic. I think his athleticism is like one of the most underrated things about him. Cause he's a good rebounder and he goes to the hole. But when you got that type of range, you can play forever. I mean, absolutely. He doesn't need to use his athleticism is what I'm saying. Yeah. And Jeff, Jeff saw it this morning. We were playing with our, our, our buddy, Pat Simon over there this morning. He's old. He, he was a you know college hooper. Uh, he actually got to play against Jordan. At uh, he was a counselor at one of MJ's camps. Wow! This dude just pulls up. I was so pissed. We we're playing in a game. We had a best of five series. We ended up losing to the Jeff's team. We lost two to three, even though their team was hands down better than ours all morning. But dude just takes a couple steps past half court and just launches it. I mean, when you got that type of range and you're knocking down jumpers, anything's possible. You know, you can, you can play forever. Yeah, absolutely. I'm taking the Bulls, hands down. Depends on the rules, though. If you can, if you could play defense with a little hand checking, I'm taking the Bulls because anybody could switch on anything. Rodman, Scotty, MJ, and Ron Harper. KD's going to score on anyone. Ron, he'll kill Ron Harper, obviously. But I mean, that rebounding. Draymond is not. Draymond will be out of the game in five minutes, I think. Rodman yeah. will get under the skin and just wreck his mind i think in five minutes <laughs> that's actually a great point so i feel like you almost have to take like imagine draymond playing in that era though he'd have to have the mind a different mindset of like i'm not gonna complain about everything you know yeah. what i mean right that's how, that's how i'm imagining draymond just realizing like hey i'm gonna get beat up i can't complain i just gotta fight back so imagine that draymond yeah that would be nice but i don't you know me i don't like draymond that much I love him. I like, I like Draymond. I think that he's like, he's, yeah, he's the guy, he's Dennis Rodman light where he gets under your fucking skin and you're just like, God damn it, bro. Fuck this fucking guy. But kind of want to transition it into uh football. But before we get into football, uh, you guys know what you guys should be eating. Uh, when you guys watch these football games this weekend, I would, uh, nice. Yeah, Lou Malnati's Pizza. Why not? And I've tried a deep dish or a thin crust. Lou Malnati's Pizza, the best place to find your pizzas. All right, that being said, this week we have crazy, crazy, crazy. It was It's a crazy week in the, in the NFL, especially with Black Monday. Uh, we could talk about the matchups or we could talk about the 
firings. First, I want to talk about the firings because Matt Nagy's finally gone, Bears fans. So we can celebrate life is good again, life is kosher, but it's not because if you guys saw that press conference, it was the worst press conference I have ever seen in Chicago history. I swear to God. Um, actually, we we actually have George McCaskey on today. Today we're gonna have him on, uh, and he's gonna take some questions. Um, let me go. Let me go grab him. Give me one quick second. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, George McCaskey here. Uh, he's only got a couple of minutes. He's going to ask her. He's going to answer a couple of questions for you. So, um, oh, ladies and hey. gentlemen of the media, here you go. How are you? I am just looking at my notes here, and let me just. Uh, open up my notes now give me some of your questions now what changes are you going to make for the football team you know it hasn't been going good you know this last uh, 11 years or so you've been with us you think that's your fault well it hasn't been 11 years it's been about 30 and good question jay mo my brother how are you I I feel that we have the right tools to bring in the right people, and it will be an amazing time. My mom is very, very disappointed. Next question. You didn't answer uh, my question. That's cool. We can go to the next one. <laughs> excuse me. My brother, we have Soup Campbell, Lamar Campbell as... Our search, please be grateful. Next question. So, George, uh, what exactly do you do here? Well, I'm just a fan, just like you. And I uh, uh, I direct things and I, um, I hire the team. And we try to win championships and beat the Packers. So when it comes to the uh you know the overall value you bring to the team in terms of leadership or decision making you know where where would you rate yourself you know in terms of hierarchy in the team you know when it comes to gm president you know i i guess where would you you put yourself on this scale in terms of what you bring to the table well I'd say I am the grandson of the creator of football. The George Hallis is my grandfather, and I would put myself as number one. Number two would probably be Robert Kraft. And then three, I would put as the Rooney family. I don't know. But personally, the Bears have won in 1985, and it was the best defense ever. Did you not take a look? You this must not I'm, have you must not have seen the 1985 Bears. This is why I'm so happy I'm not a Bears fan. This is <laughs> I do that interview was probably the most like cringeworthy things I've ever seen and, and, from a okay. professional sports organization. Here is my thing is why would you bring in okay, he brought in uh Tanisha something for diversity and uh some like just some diversity bullshit, right? Inclusion and inclusion. Okay. Okay, fine. Very cool. What did she do before she had that position? You guys know? 
She was in events and entertainment. What the fuck is this? Like, what did he grab together to put together? I, I, I don't understand. Okay. Like you can have somebody for inclusiveness and diversity. Totally fine. You could bring in soup Campbell. Nobody knows who these people are. Hire the right people. I don't care if they're black, white, yellow, purple, green. As long as they bring us a championship, it doesn't matter. Now this guy is stuck on the feeling that people have called him racist since 2018 for not drafting Lamar Jackson or or um, uh, Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson, and they drafted fucking Trubisky, so they're going to go and go on this route. It's not making sense to me. I, I feel like now they're just trying to protect their image and they're making it 35 times fucking worse because we just want to see them win. And the fact that George McCaskey came out saying, well, I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. Well, your whole fucking job is to be a football evaluator. The whole reason that you're in that position is to be a football evaluator, not a fucking fan. Because guess what? I can go and do that. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me. And then the fact you want to go and relate it. Oh, I'm a fan just like you. No, you're not. You're a, a millionaire who doesn't give a flying fuck if we win or lose because at the end of the day, you still got your millions. You're not a guy that fucking lives or dies on the Bears like half of the fan base. So that's my rant. I'm so fucking done with that interview. It was disgusting. And uh, uh, the Bears should just take a year off after that interview. Was very cringeworthy. It was cringeworthy. And too, like he was talking about the guy R.I.P. who passed away. He started off talking about yeah. him. Yeah, it was a weird vibe. Very like, weird. Shout um, shout out to uh, Jeff Dickerson, our dead friend, and also you guys are very mean for Matt Nagy. Like, what? Where did that transition go to uh, R.I.P. Jeff Dickerson to? You guys are dickheads for um, saying fire Nagy at his high school, his son's high school. Like, don't trash us as fans because of your mistakes. No, that dude's got problems, man. And that, and that's the funny thing about it. Like you said, like, this was your job. He yeah. literally doesn't have a job. His job is to watch football. He owns an NFL football team. Maybe put in an all 22 you know, sometime this week, maybe try to worry about football. Yeah. I mean, the McCaskey's granted, I think they actually made a right decision with bringing in Bill Polian to do the coaching search. Sure. Um, you know, the guy granted, he made one good decision bringing in Peyton Manning, but outside of that, he's built some great teams. I mean, he's, he's won a super bowl. He's built some great teams. So again, I'm not a bears fan, but they have a pretty good foundation. Granted, they have zero picks right now. They're getting older on defense. You know, they have a young quarterback. They have a smart mind that they brought in. We'll see what happens. But, dude, I would be so embarrassed. Like, I'm a, I'm a Cowboys fan. I love Jerry Jones because no matter how stupid you think that he sounds or how ridiculous you think that he sounds, dude, he's going to throw his money around. And he's going to do whatever the fuck he wants. I so, pray Jerry Jones would be the Bears owner. Yeah, that's why I love Jerry Jones, because he is just a wild man. But he's going to do whatever he wants. He's going to go for it. He's going to make shit happen. And, you know, he's going to sign players that are risky. You know, as long as they got talent, they're going to do whatever he can. Um, but, it's a, dude, it's a I big feel flop. bad. What did you it's say, always a big, It's always a big flop in Dallas, which I like better. 
don't just stay shitty, mediocre, run of the mill. Go for it all. I mean, that's what that's what Jerry does. No, but, no, 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 no. Jerry goes eight and eight every year. What are you guys talking about? Come yeah, on now. What about this year? Oh, what about this year? How are they going to do against the 49ers this week? All right, we going into the playoffs right now? Uh, Yeah, let's fucking go into the playoffs right now. Fuck it. We'll go into the playoffs, and we'll go back to some uh, coach hirings because this is an exciting week. It's the first week of the NFL playoffs. There's nothing better than it. The second thing that runs next to it is definitely the NBA playoffs, but this right now is – this is time. This is great. Uh, Let's – Table the 49ers at Cowboys and let's go to the Raiders at Bengals first. So we got the Raiders at the ba- at Bengals. This is a game that I see the Raiders just falling flat on their face. Um, I feel like the Bengals are way better coached and uh, they're not going to make, this is the playoffs. I mean, there's going to be no going for it on the fourth down with 18 yard on the 18 yard line. This is the Bengals and Joe Burrow is going to come out firing. I don't know if Jamar chase is going to have the kind of um, playoff season that he had in during the regular season, but I think that this team is going to show up. I don't think they're going to make a deep run, but it'll be their first playoff win since 1993. I'd say definitely. I love that meme. Uh, that's going around. Uh, nobody in the history of man has ever texted the Bengals won a playoff series, a playoff game, uh, since you know cell phones came out. Whenever, so I'm True. with you though. The Bengals, Bengals got the Raiders. Raiders do for a flop. It's always an ugly game with them. So my brother, there we go. I'm with you there. <laughs> All Bengals. Yeah, I mean Bengals defense. I think we talked about it earlier when we were doing these uh, these Sunday picks. Bengals defense. Top ten in in uh, in passing defense, top three in rushing defense. Uh, actually, let me let me run this back here. Oh, I'm sorry, top six in rushing defense. So top ten in, in both overall, in terms of yards per game. Dude, Bengals can make some noise in these playoffs. Joe Burrow's legit. They have so many weapons on offense. I mean, outside of Jamar Chase, you got T. Higgins, you got Tyler mm-hmm. Boyd. I mean. Joe Mixon, they got players all over the place. So, I mean, hopefully Joe Burrow got healthy after that last, you know, week 16 game. But the one thing I will say is you can't count Derek Carr off, uh, out. I've, I've been a Derek Carr guy for a little bit here. And, you know, I think they're going to lose, but I think he's going to make it a game. He, he's, a, he's a player. I've been a Derek Carr guy for a while. So, I think Cincinnati is going to take this, but I think it's going to be a battle too. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you think that guy, I forgot the coach's name, but do you think he gets the job next year for taking the team to the playoffs? Oh yeah. Basicia, he's got to, especially after the call that he made last week of just basically saying like, fuck you, Brandon Staley, you're going to call a timeout <laughs> in overtime. I'll show fuck you. The, fuck the tie. Yeah. We're, we're going to win this game and we're going to come back. We're, <laughs> we're going to knock you out of the playoffs. Absolutely. Um, just so you guys know, I, uh, I always live bet the Duncan race for the bulls game. I am going to go with dashing donut tonight. If you guys uh, check it out, it'll be on soon. I'm riding with dashing donut for the bulls game and, uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, Keep the job. Last thing about the Raiders. If he doesn't keep the job, the Raiders will fuck it up because they just went through a crazy, for three, four months, like, right. 
Henry right. Ruggs, Gruden. You got another DUI from another guy. Kenyon Drake's hurt. Darren Waller's hurt. Like, he held it together. So you got to show him some some love, I think. Now the next uh the next matchup I want to look at is Patriots at Bills. Patriots at Bills is going to scare the living daylights out of me. Uh it's supposed to be cold. I don't know if it's going to be snowing, but if it's not snowing, I'm going to go ahead and take the Bills, but if it is snowing, I'm taking the Patriots. I mean, I just I feel like the last time they had that matchup and it was a snow game, the Patriots literally just ran the ball the whole time. I think there was one pass for 2 yards by Mac Jones. And the rest of it was history. So if that's the case, I'm definitely taking um if it's snowing, I'm taking the Patriots. If it's not snowing, I'm taking the Bills. And I'm gonna live bet it. Elliot, what are your thoughts on that? Dude, Bills are legit, man. Bills, Bills are a problem. I mean, even that game, when you look at the uh what I think the, the Patriots only scored one touchdown on yeah. the opening drive. Right. Outside of that, I mean they lined up hat to hat and you know it was it was an even ball game outside of that one touchdown that was probably the most ridiculous you know passing conditions you could have ever imagined mm-hmm. and then when you look at you know defenses overall you know yards per game bills have the number one passing defense rushing what are they right here dude demar rosen is so fucking good holy shit yeah i mean they're they're within the top 15, but there's not a big, you know, gap between 15 and 10. I mean, but the Pats are legit. I mean, you, when you come out there and you see Bill Belichick and the way the defense has been playing this year, I'm hoping the Pats win because I have a future on Bill Belichick being coach of the year. So I need the Pats to make a playoff run here because if they don't, Vrabel's got this thing locked up in my opinion. So I need the Pats to take this one down, but I don't see how they beat Josh Allen, especially not in Buffalo. Uh, it, and if weather conditions are somewhat normal, if the wind's not blowing 50 miles per hour one way or the other, I don't see how the Pats beat the Bills. Yeah, absolutely. I think the same thing. But it's that I think that's going to be one of the most exciting games of the uh, of the weekend, and that's a Saturday game. But we'll move it to the Sunday games. Uh, Eagles at Buccaneers. Now the Buccaneers had a little bit of struggle with them when they played them in the regular season. This is not the regular season, but also the Eagles are a lot better than they were when they played the bucks. Okay. So I think the last game was 19 to 26. The last time they played and Brady did not have his best game. I remember I bet minus nine and a half. That's how I know that score. Um, I'm going to take the box on this game. It could be a surprise for the Eagles. The Eagles have beaten Tom Brady before. Obviously, we all know that. But we also know that Tom Brady takes notes and takes mental notes on who beat him before. Every time he plays the Atlanta Falcons, he blows them out. Every single time he plays the Eagles ever since then, he blows them out. So I'm going to go ahead and take the uh, the Buccaneers over here. I'm going with the Eagles. I'm sick of Brady. I'm taking sick of Brady. Scrappy, scrappy Eagles team. You know, they, they play tough every week. It's not pretty, the Eagles football games. Uh, if Jalen Hurts no. does not run a smooth offense, yeah, it's just unpredictable shit all the time. But, I mean, hey, there's no Mike Evans, no AB, obviously, no Godwin, right? So, it's just Brady and Gronk. No Leonard. I don't think Leonard's back. So, I'm, I'm going to take the Eagles. Two rushing touchdowns for Hurts. Yes, dude. Who led the league in rushing yards this season? 
Uh, Team-wise, team-wise. The Eagles? The Philadelphia Eagles. So when you look at like a a traditional running game, you know, you're going up the middle, you're going off the tackles, you got Vita Vey eating up the middle, you know, you got those linebackers in Tampa Bay, you got people coming off the edge, but Jalen Hurts, dude, I've been saying it all year. I've been hating on him all year because he's an Eagle. I mean, he's going to get to the outside. He's going to make some shit happen. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you bet against the Buccaneers, but I'm hoping I'm praying that the Eagles win this game because just like Jeff said, they're shorthanded on offense. Godwin's not playing. AB went crazy. Leonard Fournette's banged up, not playing. You know, I'm hoping that they make something happen. I wish this was a night game because then I would bet the Eagles because Tom Brady's old. He doesn't play well at night these days. Uh, but this is an afternoon game, I think. Or, uh, 12 o'clock game. Yeah, actually, I just looked it up. Dude. At Philly, too. In Philly, yeah. So, I mean, it's – we'll see what happens. I mean, Nick Sirianni, I hate the guy. I hate the Eagles, but I would love to see him win it because if my team wins the next game we're going to talk about, it's just going to be an easier path. We just got to get an easier path for that next team. So I don't, I don't know how Tom Brady loses this one, but I got, you know, I, I think they're on upset alert in my opinion. I he think that I won't be surprised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think this is more of a 2020 Tom Brady more than a 2021 Tom Brady. Remember when he threw that pick six against the Titans and lost it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's more of the Tom Brady that we're going to see this year, especially when uh, he lost all his assets, right? Um, so, I mean, I still want to take the Bucks though, because it's Tom Brady. I'm not going to bet against Tom Brady, but I, I think the Eagles do have a legitimate shot here. Uh, next game I want to go to is the one we were talking about earlier, 49ers at Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys are at home here. I like the Cowboys at home, but I also like the 49ers are able to scheme better than Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy's a joke. And when I have to take it to coaches, I'm probably going to choose Shanahan over McCarthy. I mean, yeah, you got to. You got to take Shanahan over McCarthy. The way he coaches, the way he calls plays situationally, the way he manages the clock. Um, That being said, Offense, or I'm sorry, defenses, very similar. Very similar across the board in terms of uh, rushing, passing. But the Cowboys have more turnovers. They've created the most interceptions in the league. So they got to wait for that Jimmy G, you know, Jimmy G interception, Jimmy G mistake. Offensively, they've been clicking lately. But the only thing that scares me is that 49ers pass rush. The 49ers are able to get home just rushing for. And it might give Dallas problems. So we'll see. Dak's been playing great. Uh, great completion percentage against the rush. You know, he's under pressure. So we got to see the Cowboys play well. I mean, Dak needs to play sharp. I think the Cowboys have a great chance in this one. I don't want to be, you know, overconfident. But this is going to be an unbelievable game. I'm so excited to watch this game because if the Cowboys can make it past the 49ers, I think that's probably going to be one of their biggest tests. That's going to get the confidence up. <laughs> Kellen Moore's got to get Amari Cooper the fucking ball. He's yep. got to get Amari Cooper the fucking ball. He's got to get CD Lamb the fucking and ball. And CD Lamb. I was going to say, CD Lamb needs the ball. I'm tired of it going to Schultz every time. 
dude. Hey, no, but Dalton Schultz is doing his thing. But dude, you yeah. got to get your playmakers the ball. You got to get in the right spots. And then I am a huge Zeke guy, a huge Zeke guy. Tony Pollard needs some touches because Zeke is looking real slow back there. The explosiveness, I'm not seeing it. But when it comes to those short yard situations, he still's got he, you know he still's got a little bit of pop. I'm so excited for this game. I cannot wait. I had to tell the wife Sunday, don't plan a goddamn thing. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not taking nope. any chances of missing this. This game is going to be unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it'll be a fun one. Uh, damn, this sucks. I mean, the, we're talking about you guys' playoff game teams. I don't even have a playoff team. Steelers at Chiefs. What's up, Jeff? How do we feel about our Steelers, huh? You know, Big, Big Ben said it, man. We're going to lose. I mean, we're playing the best team. <laughs> in the league, all that. So if you saw his interview, it was pretty good. Uh, he was being real sarcastic out there because no one's given him a chance. I mean, rightfully so. I mean, we limped in. The Chiefs are the Chiefs. Been to the Super Bowl two years in a row, like Big Ben said. But, I mean, T.J. Watt, which I know from fantasy, not just from fantasy, but uh, he's feeling it right now. So that kid's coming to play right now. Tied the NFL all-time sack leader which I asked you guys about a bet. I asked you a few weeks ago, like five games ago. Yep. And he ended up tying <laughs> the record too. So that was just been a push, but that was awesome. Um, their defense is playing good. Offensively, it's a struggle, but hey, we saw Ray Lewis go out on top, you know, a little farewell tour. Hopefully my boy Big Ben can get the same type of thing. You know, the Chiefs are a better football team, but, you know, sometimes it, it comes down to a little bit more than that. And if uh, the man upstairs has something to say about it, Big Ben could be going out, you know, on a nice little little retirement thing. Chiefs are minus 12 and a half in this game. I'd take the plus 12 and a half for the, the Steelers, but I'm still going to take the Chiefs to win the game. Yeah, this one's going to be silly. I'm going to do the Steelers in a teaser here. Give me a 25 and a half, or actually 26. I just feel like this game is this game's gonna Chiefs are gonna roll them by only twelve, less than twelve points. They're gonna roll them though. <laughs> uh, I mean, you really think that Ben Roethlisberger is gonna step into the fountain of youth and just go off? No, I mean, it's, I don't see it happening. It's all up to it's all up to God if he wants uh, Big Ben to have have a good time. Is God a Steelers fan? I'm not sure. I didn't ask. I never asked him that. It, he might be. Out, thoroughly outmatched, but well, Tom, Tomlin always has the cross out, so I would I would definitely assume that God he's a God guy, and uh, and God is a, definitely a Steelers guy. He's not a he's Bears a, guy, dude. You you have Tomlin as a twelve and a half point dog. He's gonna have those boys ready to play. Right, right. He's gonna like that's gonna be on the fucking that's gonna be on the board as soon as like. As soon as they walk into practice, they're gonna he's gonna show them what the fuck is this? 12 and a half point favorite. Really? You're supposed to lose by 12 points. Are you kidding me? But that's gonna be the game of the night. Uh that's the last game there. Uh and then Monday night we have Cardinals at Rams. This will be a fun game. Yeah, this will be the best one, I think. This is a toss-up. If I had to pick, if if in a perfect world when Matt Stafford's not Matt Stafford, I'm going with the Rams. But I don't know, man. I mean, Matt Stafford has proven time and time in the past four or five weeks that he sucks under pressure. Yeah, Kyler Murray's going to blow this for everybody. This is where he's going to show his true colors. I've been dogging Kyler Murray for the last year and a half. 
I loved him, like I said. So I'm dogging him because I loved him so much last year. He let me down in all my fantasy leagues because he was so inconsistent. That's why I'm dogging him this year. I still think he's unbelievable, but this is where he's going to show his true colors. He's going to lay an egg, get beat by Matt Stafford, who's been showing us how mediocre he is. Rams taking this one down for sure. And the Cardinals somehow play awful at home. With they yeah. have five losses at home. That yeah. makes no sense. But um, it's, it's going to be a rough game. I think it'll be an exciting game. Um, and Stafford plays better in a dome. So I guess the odds are in the Rams' favor here. And, uh, I, yeah, I might just hammer on the Rams here. Uh, that being said, we can uh, move it to the – I think that's all the playoff games, right? Yeah, that's all the playoff games. All right, so back to the NFL and their coaching scenario. Now, there's seven coaching spots up for position right now. Uh, does Nagy get a spot anywhere? Of course he's yeah. getting hired. He's getting Where, not a head coaching job. He's going to get – he's going to be an assistant somewhere. He's where? in that – coaching fraternity those guys just take care of each other i mean that's the craziest thing about that because like imagine this you know like i get a job somewhere i have the ability to hire somebody and then i'm gonna hire you guys you know what i'm saying and then you guys get a job somewhere you move somewhere else i get fired wherever i'm at you're gonna hire me that's just how things go I mean, this guy's literally going to be on a staff somewhere. He's going to be an offensive coordinator here in the next few years. Where, bro? He should just not wait be an offensive coordinator anyway. Just wait and see. I guarantee you he's going to be an offensive coordinator within, like, the next five years. I'd say he's more of a quarterback coach. I didn't think, like, people are going to try to get find him as a quarterback coach. I don't see him as, as a, um, a head co- or an offensive coordinator anywhere. What was he in Kansas City? Not the first. assistant to the offensive coordinator. Oh, so who's behind Eric Bieniemy? Yeah. Okay. All right. Then, then yeah, actually, I do agree with you then. Uh, and he was never, he was never, like you say, he's got a, this coaching tree is all around the league. Who is Nagy connected to besides all the bridges that he burned and Andy Reid? He Andy burned Reed. bridges with Bill Lazor. He burned bridges with, um, all the Eagles, he burned bridges with the Bengals. I, I don't see him going anywhere. I think he's a bum. But Frank the Tank believes that he's going to the Dolphins because Brian Flores got fired. So there's that. Brian Flores getting fired is the biggest fucking travesty in NBA or NFL history. I should say that right yeah, now. The guy, went, the guy went four and two against Bill Belichick, and you're going to fire him? Okay. There's got to be a reason. He took over. Uh, uh, just a complete shit show. The Dolphins were a mess. Yeah, that year he took over. They traded Minka. They traded Laramie Tunzel. The 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 um, the locker room like had a coup. They they revolted. They said they were not going to come play because they were so mad about Laramie Tunzel and the front office. And you know the guy basically went five hundred. They had four first round picks and they flopped on three of them. You know, Tua, an offensive lineman and a cornerback. Jalen Waddle, they did good. I mean, so I don't know why this guy got fired. <laughs> he, well, he with Tua, there was a huge disagreement that that uh, Tua, Brian Flores wanted uh, Herbert, and they went with Tua, and he doesn't like Tua. So they ultimately ended up rooting for – they chose Tua over Flores, and I don't think that was the right choice at all. And I hope that doesn't 
become the case with the bears where if a coach says like, Hey man, Justin Fields isn't the answer, you know, and the, the GM and the, or the owner are like, Oh, well, fuck you. No, he is the answer. That's not good because usually the GM and the owner are wrong. I mean, look at Mr. Trubisky, you know, Wait, I'd like I'm, to because he's a nice kid, but I don't think he he just doesn't have it. It doesn't seem you can be the nicest guy in the world. Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy were the nicest guys in the world. They didn't win a fucking thing for us, you know. I'd rather have Ben Roethlisberger, Ben Rapisberger, you know what I'm saying, and get us two Super Bowls than to fucking have Mr. Goody Two Shoes and not win us anything. I know that sounds very bad to say, but at the end of the day, you're trying to win championships here, not fucking the nice guy award. Yeah, and don't rape girls either. Just saying. Dude, I mean, you won seven of your last eight games. I don't know how the guy's getting fired, but they did say that there were some disagreements between him and ownership in terms of uh, who his assistant coaches were going to be. So, I mean, it it almost sounds like it was like a mutual parting of ways. Yeah. But, I mean. It's the only thing. It can't be football-wise. It can't be that. It has to be something else, so. Um, okay, guys. So we're uh, we have a uh, I have breaking news real quick. We are going to have uh, Mr. Christopher Walken on the show today, actually. So he'll be coming on in a second just to talk bulls right before we end the show. Uh, we have to go through our shit shows of the week, and then we will have Christopher Walken on, and then we have Andrew Cook coming on at the end of the show as well. So just had to throw that out there, and then we also have the Mikey Best mailbag where we take some questions. Um, you guys want to take some questions real quick, or you guys want to start with the shit shows of the week? Let's take some questions. I feel All like right. we, I feel like we still had to follow up on that that water bottle question from last week. What was the water bottle question? I don't remember. People were calling us out on Twitter, saying like, <laughs> you know, uh, why do uh, you know the trainers you know pour the water? Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, uh, shout out Rock Johnson. He also asked us another question. Um, okay, so. The water bottle thing, let's figure that out. Shout out Rock Johnson. The water bottle thing is because they don't want to get their hands wet. There's no other reason. I, I can't find another reason. Well, I think Jeff Jeff had it right when, when we were talking about in the group text. Uh, Jeff was a much better football player than I was. So <laughs> I would have to grab my own water bottle. They were, they were making sure Jeff had water. So yeah, you know, right. I think it just all has to do with at that level. They're all good. So they're making sure all these guys are hydrated. It's on, it's on them to make sure that the players are hydrated more so than you make sure that you're hydrated. Yeah. Right. There has so much going on. Get them water, put it in their mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. They, uh, yeah, you're right. Fuck. All right. Let's go to these questions. So we got, Quite a few here. I got to scroll down on this thing. The Batman asked pussy or parsley. I'm going to go ahead and take pussy. I'm sorry. Uh, parsley is good, but it doesn't really have the, um, it doesn't have the acquired taste as some would, some would say. Okay. And I feel like when you're eating pussy compared to parsley, if you were eating like basil or parsley, pussy, it would maybe have a little bit of a difference, but definitely. Pussy over parsley, I would I would just say. Um, we have we have Christopher Walken. He's here right now. What's up, Christopher Walken? How you doing? Okay, he's not here right now. He's on mute, I think. So we'll finish up these questions and then we'll have him come back. Uh, come on. Uh, next question is 
Who do you guys see the Bulls going before the trade deadline? Uh, I, I, logistic or legitimately, I would like to see Jeremy Grant, but I don't want to see Patrick Williams go. So those are my thoughts there. What do you guys I think, think? I don't think they're making any moves. I think they're sticking with the roster they got. Yeah, they want to. They want to pick up any pieces. They're gonna have to give away pieces. They don't want to give up unless it's Kobe White, even though yeah. he's knocking down jumpers. So he's making me eat my words almost every day. And I'm, I'm actually saying it's because he cut his hair. I've said this before. Superstars don't have long hair other than John Morant, who he's making make, making me eat my words on that because John Morant is probably the most exciting player in the NBA right now. John Morant looks like Derek guy. fucking Rose, bro, back in his prime. It's great. I love it. Uh, shout out. Shout Better out than Derek Rose because John Morant's got a stroke. D Rose had that straight line jumper. John Morant's got a stroke. I mean, it just looks pretty. He does whatever he wants out there. No respect. All right. Anyways, uh, <laughs> who who will be the Bears' next head coach? I don't fucking know. I wish I knew. Uh, if I had to guess, I would say it's going to be um, Jim Harbaugh, but I don't want it to be that. So there's that. Uh, next question. Favorite pizza spot? Of course, it's going to be Lou Melnati's, and you guys can go check out Lou Melnati's. Probably uh, the best Lou Melnati or best pizza in the world. So Lou Melnati's. There you go. Uh, where can I listen to you? You can listen to me. Uh, that is a question from at Gonza J 16. You can listen to me on Spotify or Apple podcasts. So there you go. Um, next question. What the fuck is Christopher Walken doing over there? Christopher Walken. You okay? What's up, baby? Hey, how you doing? I lost my, I lost my debit card last week and I just got it in the mail. I'm an idiot. Losing my wow. fucking money. Why'd you lose your debit card? What happened? Uh, walking out a few too many car bombs. Hey, there you go. So, so what do you think about the Bulls this year, uh, Mr. Christopher Walken? Well, I'll tell you what. Mikey Betts was seeing red all year. They look dynamite out there right now going against toe-to-toe, mano-a-mano with the Brooklyn Nets, where Christopher Walken's actually from. But my allegiance is with the Bulls, with what Billy Donovan's doing out there. Right. With the Mars doing out there, getting those MVP chants, getting me going. Now, now, how do you think they're going to do tonight against the Warriors? I'll tell you what, those Golden State Warriors don't put no fear in my heart. I know they got Clay Thompson back, and I know Steph is doing what he does, but... I'm telling you, the defense with this team, the Warriors have never seen anything like it. No way, man. No way. It's all so, about that rotational defense. How, how do you feel about uh, DeMar DeRozan this year, Chris? DeMar, I'll tell you what, he's he's got my vote for MVP. The guy's been electric all year. I can't believe the so-called Big J journalists would say that was a bad signing. He's shoving it right up the asses, I'm telling you. Now, what would you say to these journalists uh, that are were downing him the whole year? I'd tell him to listen to the Mikey Betts show because he's been on the Bulls' side, the Mars' side the whole time, and he's been 100% right. Exactly. I agree. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate that. Now, uh, what have you been up to lately, Chris? Have any movies, anything good going on? Uh, what's been going on over there? 
Well, I already told you what I was doing last weekend. I'm on a bit of a hiatus. I've been sightseeing around Chicago, seeing if I can get thrown out at every bar across the whole city. And I'll tell you what, Watkins has been showing off his dance moves, and he's, you know, also been showing how much he can fight at these bars, too. Oh, yeah? You've been fighting at the bars? I'm undefeated, I think. Have you uh, have you stopped and visited the Barstool Bar at all, Mr. Walken? I haven't. Have you? Uh, no, I don't have my Vax card, but I will this Friday, so uh, we'll be good to rock and roll. Maybe I'll see you there. I'll buy the yeah. first round. There we go. Um, what other questions are going to ask? You? Oh, uh, how's uh, how's our guy Billy doing, Mr. Walken? Billy Bodnaps, huh? Yeah, I actually hung out with him last week. He's uh. <laughs> Is the same as you remember him taking naps at bars, uh, saying terrible things to women he doesn't know. You know, all around classy guy. This is my boy Billy. And now, how is Mr. Mando doing? Mr. Mando, uh, Mike, Mike's dad or his grandpa? No, 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 Mikey Mando. How's Mikey Mando doing? Oh, he's still a piece of shit. You already know that. Damn. Poor guy. I'm supposed to hang out with him on Saturday. So hopefully we see you guys Saturday, Mr. Walken. We appreciate you. Uh, and then one more take. I need to hear how you feel about the Bears uh, uh, press conference. I'll tell you what, Betts. That was a tough one to watch. Uh, McCaskies, I, you know, I, 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 I think they got to sell the team to Walken because I think I'd run that ship a little bit better than that bonehead. Absolutely. I think so. I think so. I think McCaskey's got uh I think he's got one t- too many loose screws in his head. And, you know, I think he's uh got a hot on for Ted Phillips. Uh the guy's had a job there for 25 years and he hasn't done dick. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Chris, I know you're a busy guy. I appreciate you. Oh, wait, Elliot has a question for Mr. Walken. Go well, ahead. no, I was gonna say, Mr. Walken, I mean. Thanks for coming on. But what would you do differently? I mean, you, if you jump in there in the front office, you, let's say Christopher Walken, GM of the Bears, what's your first move? More cowbell. <laughs> well, I got a fever for Super Bowls, and I'm telling you, I would think I would not hire Bill Polian, that 80-year-old fuck, to be finding <laughs> the coach who's not even internally with the Bears. I would hire someone who from the ground up wants to see this team succeed, whether that be, I don't know. I've heard names like Lewis Riddick be linked to the Bears, and he wants to be hired by the Bears, possibly wants them to be successful. Just the name I've heard. Yeah, I mean, I'm down. I'm down for whatever could work, uh, but we'll see how it goes. And then uh, another question I have to ask you is, uh, what's the best drink at the bar? Mr. Walken. Well, that's that depends on uh, what uh, type of night you're trying to have. Are we sipping on some suds, some beers, or are we trying to get a little too turn? I'm trying to get a little too turn, Mr. Walken. Well, Christopher Walken likes to drink a couple Long Island iced teas. That's how he gets on the dance floor. There we go. Ruby with the girls. And, there we go. Uh, what happens happens after that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, well, Christopher Walken, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Uh, we, Love the we'll, show, Bats. Anytime, baby. Yeah, anytime, anytime. We, we will have you on uh, 
all the time. Whenever you want to come on, you let us know. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you soon. All right. Thanks again. All right, guys. That was Mr. Uh, Christopher Walken. Join the show really quick. Had to uh, just do a little bit of uh, his hot takes on the Bulls. Everybody knows he's a big Bulls fan. So shout out, Mr. Walken. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I was hearing um, some Billy. Ma- I was hearing some Billy Madison in there too. <laughs> yeah, it was, <laughs> it was like from Boston to Walken to whatever. He made it work, so I'm not gonna. He was amped up. He was amped. Oh, oh yeah, he, dude. he was definitely amped up. I'd listen um, to that guy talk all day. Absolutely. Shout out, uh, shout out, Christopher Walken. Uh, how come players of this is Rock Johnson again, 1923 at rock johnson 1923 how come players of outdoor sports have to spit all the time but basketball players don't because they're outside i would assume yeah like uh all right so when i played basketball i was a little bit chunkier so i would definitely have to like i'd have some mucus right here and i would have to spit i would just spit in a rag i know that sounds disgusting but i would literally just spit in a rag so i think that they do spit but you don't really notice nature when i'm outside i spit it's just the way it is. Can't do it I, inside. I think it's a uh, like fuck you, Earth. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like I'm outside. I think but. it's a wind thing. Now that I'm thinking about, it, I think it's a wind thing. Like you're outside, you're playing. Like you're, you, you know, let's say you're playing even basketball outside. You're sprinting, you're running. You got wind in your face. Like your mouth is drying out. You just want to spit. Whereas like when you're inside, you're in a controlled environment. You don't have those. You know, you don't have wind blowing against you. Right. You know? Right. And, and at the same time, when you're inside too, you, you got drinking fountains, you got water bottles, you got stuff like that where you're outside. I'm just thinking about like outside playing football, hooping, whatever. Like you don't always just have the ability to just go out there and grab something to drink. So you just got to spit. Your mouth gets dry. I spit in the garbage can at the pad, but I got to wait till I leave the court. Yeah. yeah like, like I said, that's like after the game, like after the game, you go boom, you spit in the you know garbage can, whatever. But that's what I mean. Like, you just don't have stuff available to you. I don't know. I think it's got something to do with the environment, too. Like, just having wind in your face and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, next question is from our longtime listener. Probably our first listener, actually. From uh, He's from Philly, I believe. Jason Boom. Shout out Boone 23 Might be too late for the show, but all kidding aside, I'd like to know why you don't like Doug Peterson. I personally feel he got a raw deal in Philly. I don't hate Doug Peterson. I would love for him to be our head coach. I just think that um, he doesn't know how to develop the quarterback well. And uh, I I know that he did a good job with um, Carson Wentz and obviously Nick Foles. But I feel like if he gets hired, he's not going to like Justin Fields and he's not going to want to develop Justin Fields. And uh, I just don't see... Doug Peterson doing that. I hope I'm wrong. I hope that if he does get hired, he is the guy. But as of right now, I just don't think that he is our guy. Um, and I think that he would be better as an offensive coordinator somewhere else. I like so. him. I'm with I'm with that dude. Oh, well, I like him. I just don't think that he'd be a good Bears fit. That's just my take. So I don't, I don't know. know. I love it. I think he's a quarterback coach. That's somebody, and he's creative. That's the one thing that the Bears have lacked the last few years is creativity on the offensive side of the ball. I think Doug Peterson would bring that. I don't know. I'm with Jay Boone, even though he's a Philly fan. I hate the Eagles. Well, he's a Bulls fan, though. That's what's cool about it. He's a he's a Philly fan, but he's a Bulls fan. So that's that's shout out. Shout out, Jason. Um, I think that's all the questions we have. 
And I believe that's all the questions. We, is DeMar DeRozan the guy? Yes, he's the guy. That's kind of an easy question. That was uh, at don't follow me shy. Um, so with that being said, we'll wrap up the show. We got our shit shows of the week. What's your guys' shit show? I'm leaving it for Jeff. Uh, I'm going to just stick with sports. Nothing in our lives. I'm going to go with the Colts and Carson Wentz. You just mentioned him being a bum and losing to the worst team in the NFL to get eliminated from the playoffs. So, I mean, you have the leading rusher in the league that should have been, should be MVP, uh, Jonathan Taylor behind you, and you can't beat the Jaguars to make the playoffs. That's an embarrassment. So, I mean, the Colts, that's a shit show to me. Uh, so shout out my boy, Cleo. You owe me a lot of things. We made a lot of bets at your wedding about the Colts making the playoffs and going deep. So, yeah, I'm going to need those wedding gifts back, actually. That's fucked up. He's talking big shit, man. He's, he guaranteed some, some Colts wins. So, Yeah, that was, that was ridiculous. I mean, props to you, though, Jeff. That got the Steelers in the playoffs. That was absolutely ridiculous that Carson Wentz also didn't hit the over one-and-a-half touchdown bet uh, for me. Just a terrible Bum. performance. Bum. <laughs> I was so mad about that. How does he not do it two weeks in a row? He doesn't hit the fucking over one and a half. Well, especially when you're down to the Jaguars, it's a must win game. I literally, I think they were down like what, like 16 or 19 to three going into the third quarter. And Carson Wentz at the time had zero touchdown passes. I was like, this is a lock. He's going to throw two in the second half. No questions asked. Yeah. And only got one Colts are trash. I do. I feel so terrible for that fan base, but I also hate them. Frank Reich is uh, he the guy? I mean, who else is out there? Who else Me? is the guy? Mikey Betts. Are you throwing your hat in the ring for a head coaching job? I'm. I've been throwing my hat in the ring for a coaching job. If if let me let me make my pitch out right here right now. Okay. All right. To any NFL team that is uh, looking for a head coach, I am here. I'm ready to uh, bring your team to the next level. I'm here to elevate whatever chances you have. I'm here to develop that quarterback that the other coach could not develop. I am the guy. I am everything that you guys are missing. Uh, give me four million a year. Appreciate it. Thanks. Bye. So. Um, Thank you, but no thank you, sir. We appreciate your interest, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's why they won't win another fucking ring forever. They didn't hire no. me. All right, my shit show of the week. What is my shit show of the week? My shit show of the week is uh, shit. I don't even think I have a shit show this week. Um, I, did I have to build anything this week? No. Oh, my shit show is the the Bulls lost their nine game win streak, and I'm I'm sad because fuck the Mavericks. And a lot of people were like, oh, this is the first time I watched the Bulls and forever, and uh, they lost. And I was like, yeah, well, you're bad luck because they were just on a nine-game win streak and they blew the fucking Pistons out by 40. So you definitely missed the wrong game. Yeah, Mav- right game. Mavs are hit or miss, though. I mean, you'll yeah. get a Mavs game where they're going to go off. and they're, They just they're got blown out. They just got blown out by the uh, the Knicks, 102 to like 85 or something like that. Like yep. R.J. Barrett went off. 32 points. Hit. Yep. Is that the Elliot, what's your uh, shit show of the week? Shit show of the week? I mean, dude, it's. I feel like it's always kid-related. This one's a little Jeez. different. I was, I was trying to race my son down a hill. I'm not like a extreme sports type of guy, but I can, I can mess around a little bit. So I was on the snowboard this weekend and try to race my son down a hill and t- 
take a video at the same time. Sure enough, as I turn around, can't do that. Caught the corner of the board, flipped over, wiped out pretty good. Son ended up beating me down the hill. My fucking shoulder is killing me. My back's killing me. My legs are killing me. I'm just all beat up. Um, I mean, you want to talk about a shit show, just wake up in the morning and just feeling your body feel like shit. I mean, that's, that's a shit show right there. Absolutely. Uh, damn bro. That sucks. So are you going to have any more kids? No chance. No chance. No chance. Two is dude. Two is perfect. Like I have enough time to spend with both kids and I mean, dude, it's tough. Like Trace is playing basketball. Ellie's about to start dance again. I mean, there's only so much time in the day to do what you got to do on top of work, on top of, you know, stuff that you want to do. Like if I didn't hoop at six in the morning, I don't even know when I'd see my friends. Like it, it's tough, you know, luckily it's winter time. Cause I, I got to squeeze golf in once the weather gets nice. So I mean, there's so, only so much time in the day. I got to come with you guys at honesty hour. I've been, uh, been cheating on you guys. I've been, uh, going to a different uh, basketball in the morning. Sometimes I don't believe it. I I've been going to uh, shout out West Dundee to um, my Christian basketball friends. It's like a small group. They all go play basketball. So I've been playing out there a couple of times, but I will be back soon for the Elk Grove league. They actually, they're like, bring your boys from Elk Grove. And I was like, they're not my boys from Elk Grove, but I could bring them like, you know, um, but it's like a, like, you know, like church league. So I feel like you guys would just mm, annihilate them. You know, Jeff played in the churches before. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think uh, Friday, not as somebody, but yeah, it is what it is. They, they just don't do the vax card. So I just don't wait. Do they do the, I'm I'm vaccinated just so everybody knows. Uh, Do they do the vax card um, at Elk Grove? Yes. Yeah. No. Yes. 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 Yes, They do. Perfect. perfect. I'm I'm good. Yeah, we're all vexed. So shout out to the vexed. Shout out to the unvexed. Unvexed. Shout out even more. Um, anyways, we're pro-choice. We're a pro-choice podcast. Vax and Vex. We still love you guys. We are a pro-choice podcast. And uh when you guys see me at the Bulls game tonight, just know that I'm pro-choice. All right. With that with that being said, wait, El, are you going to the game then or no? I'm trying, dude. It's tough these days around here. With everything that's going on, but yeah, yeah. dude, no, I, I want to go see him. I'm waiting to hear back from my buddy because I want to sit close. And these tickets are expensive these days. Yeah, they are. They are fucking nuts. Uh, I say that we have a Mikey Betts, uh, Mikey Betts meetup. Uh, that I don't know why I called it that. I was I want to do like a live stream or something where we watch one of the football games. So we do it like a Sunday or something. So we should definitely do something like that. If you're not busy, bet. Oh, bet. Down. Perfect. Yeah, I'm down for T Woods. We could just fucking live stream it and just the way we react or whatever. It'd be a good time. I'm gonna have to put too much money on that game. No, why not? <laughs> I need a Jaeger bomb right now, so I might go to T Woods. Right now? Yeah. That sounds like a good idea, but I gotta get home before my fiance kills me. So all right, guys. With that being said, thank you for listening to the Mikey Betts show. Uh, we will be back next week with another guest. I hope you guys enjoyed Christopher Walken and Andrew Cook. Uh, Andrew Cook is going to be hopping on right now so you guys can listen to him exclusively. 
Uh, we are going to be talking about everything and anything, uh, getting kicked out of Stooley Clubhouse, and he is now working on Stooley Spaces. It'll be fun. So uh, as soon as we're done here, tune in to the interview that we have at the end, and uh, we will see you guys next week. See you guys next week. Peace. Peace. All right, guys, for our next guest, we are going to have a good friend of mine. His name is Andrew Cook, all the way from Tulsa, Texas. And uh, very well, Texas. And then, uh, yeah, he you can find him at 71CookA or uh, at Spaces Stooley. He's also, uh, the, he runs the Stooley Spaces uh, page as well. What's up, brother? How you doing? What's going on, guys? How you guys doing today? Can't complain. Can't complain. With me, we got Elliot. Jeff is somewhere uh, MIA right now. That's okay. What's up, Elliot? What's up, fellas? How you doing? Yeah, Jeff, God knows where he is right now. It might be a story. We'll find out later because kids always just up to no good. Yeah, that's all right. But uh, Andrew, we uh, I really want to talk to you about Stewie Spaces and how you got started. So uh, Stewie Spaces is a pretty much... Actually, I'll let you talk about it. What is Stewie Spaces? Um, I pretty much made one. I was doing that Stoolies clubhouse deal and I started doing all their graphic design and everything and like building, like making all their logos and everything. And then, uh, I've, <laughs> I guess I didn't realize that they were like normal people and not dudes that have been doing like stand up since like 2016. And I think at one point I put in that group message for them that I'd, uh, I'd rather watch my family get black raw than watch regular season hockey. <laughs> and they were oh. like, Hey, they're like, uh, hey, we can't have that kind of language in here. And I'm like, we can't have this in the Twitter sports bar, still a sports fan group group. I can't, yeah, I can't speak recklessly. What's going on? Which also, I, I might second you on that one. I hate hockey. I cannot stand hockey. I don't. I don't yeah, know. It's a, it's a normal. That, that it's a normal is. thing. That's a I mean, normal yeah, people opinion. Say all the time. People say it all the time. I mean, I've you know, I I've heard it. Three times at the grocery store today. So I don't know. Regular what season hockey is so boring that rapper's banging his girlfriend in one of the suites. Absolutely. It's got it. Kodak <laughs> Black. Yeah. I, yeah. Kodak Black. Kodak Black has to get pussy. No, non confirmed. Non confirmed penetration where there was they, <laughs> nothing happened, guys. It was just a simple dance. E well, even if so, it's like she's the only chicken there. There's like two other dudes sitting in the corner of the video. So either way, the other dudes are just like, yeah, he'd be like that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was so bored of hockey that he was doing that. So like, it just makes sense. If Kodak Black thinks that, why shouldn't you be able to think that? You know? I just want to, I want to understand like what led to that. Like, do they have a little Bluetooth speaker in there that they're just like blaring music and she's just like, I almost shake some ass right now in between yeah. the third. Well, I mean, it's Kodak black. So, I mean, we're, you know, kind of have to do it. Yeah. I guess, I guess life's pretty good when you're outside of prison now. How long was he in prison for? I forgot. For a minute. For a minute. Yeah, right. <laughs> pre-Kodak thing. I think, I think Donnie got him out too. I think Trump got him out. Wasn't that the case? <laughs> Is it? I know, I know that like he did the, he pardoned uh little Wayne there at the end, which was just gold. And then he did the tweet where he said free ASAP ASAP. Oh yeah. Okay. I don't care if you love or hate the guy. That is the most clever shit I've ever heard in my life. You know what I'm it's saying? Just, like, he, it's definitely, he might not be the best president we've ever had, ASAP. but definitely the funniest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Probably top five funny, but now we just lost uh, 37 listeners as we said that one. Um, that's totally okay. 
that is what it is. And uh, that's why you run Stewie Spaces and uh, not Stewie Clubhouse anymore. Yeah, I think I, I think I tweeted fuck when Bob Sabbath, Saget died. So I think it's a little more intense. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So what where do you where do you see uh, Stewie Spaces going or Spaces Stewie? I think it's just a fun thing just uh, kind of running now to get people going. Um, and it's a, it kind of helps, uh, subliminally like bump up my personal Twitter and everything, but it's right. good. You could, and then I, you know, you get on there, a lot of degenerate gamblers and stuff that get in there and all, are always posting. Those guys are just like wild and insane or watching them drop like insane amounts of money on like casual daytime games. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about credit, please. Can we please talk about credits? The credit guy, is that the guy that dropped like a hundred thousand? Dude, what was, all right. So, uh, for the listeners that don't know, and Elliot does not know this either. So we're in a group chat of, it's just like, these guys are just, I mean, crazy gamblers, crazy. Like, like there's, it, it there's ranges from, there's a very big issue. Cause it ranges from like my small bets of like a $25 unit or somebody's doing a $10 unit or a hundred bucks. And then this one guy comes in here out of nowhere. And he starts throwing 10 grand in, 20 grand in. This guy in one night, I saw him go from what would he put in two grand to 126 grand. And he bet 126 grand on the Kings and fucking lost it all, bro. It was like the set. And like, he's like, fuck it, I'm retiring. I'm done. He came back the next day, lost another like 40 G's. And like every, he's just the most positive guy I know. Because like he's like bringing the tanks, fire up the tanks. Like here we go, we're at it again. And everyone's like, "Bro, man, you're down like 300 G's right now. Like you could have gave a lot to all of us. Please stop." And then he's like, "Fuck it, I'm uh, I'm calling it off with my fiance. Like fuck it, I'm retiring." Like dude, this guy is just a loony and tune. And he's sending screenshots of these bets. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like dude, I was in awe because everyone was like, "Yeah, send the screen," and he would put like. For, like on regular daytime games, like Andrew said, like, what was it? Uh, some random ass college basketball game. And he was just like, yeah, I'm going to put four grand on it. Like he just threw four on it and it hit. And he was like, legend, legend, legend. I'm like, dude, could have lost four grand. You know what I'm saying? That that's where it scares me. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. This, this, is a guy you, this is a guy you need to invite out here to hang for a minute. This is, this is a guy you want to hang out with. If he's, he's ready to drop four, four grand on a, you know, a daytime basketball game, this guy's ready to party. So the guy that got me into that group, his like screen name is Bob Goofer. And I made a, a, a mockumentary about the dude because he would, he would put out a daily slate every day and you could catch him at like four in the morning, uh, betting like Indian badminton and shit, yes. like <laughs> anything he could get his hands on to bet. And I've like, I've been drunk on my phone one time been like, I'll ride Monterey, Mexico baseball for you for the over of 13. Let's see if that hit. Why and not? it does. These guys are just degenerate every morning. Then they all have like their screen names and just have little like social betting accounts that they all post their their shit on and they they kind of like shit on other guys when they're losing down it's a, it's like a the, wild the deal BJ covers guy there's a bj covers guy i guess he had to sell his uh his page to to make up for his debts like he had to sell it to his bookie because it had like 121,000 followers and he couldn't pay off his debts so he's like sell me your account and he got his account and uh just crazy, man. I, I, this is a great time to drop 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, anybody who's got a problem, don't get crazy. Don't bet too much and only bet what you can afford and always track your bets. But yeah, there's some people that are just absolutely nuts. This guy, 
I'll never forget that. I, I was like, babe, I was sitting in bed. I was like, babe, this guy just spent $126,000 live bet. She's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, look at this. And then she's like, yeah, I hope it hits. So I was like, you know what? I don't, but no, I do. I do. So <laughs> I, 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 I wanted it to hit, obviously, because you want to see a guy make money. But he fucking lost it all. And he was like, I retire. That's it. And then the next day he was like, bring out the tanks. Cause these, these guys give him free money all the time. Like all the, the, wherever he's at, I think it's Caesars. They'll give him like $500 free bet, $200 free bet. It's crazy. Yeah. You got to hope those people win though, Mikey. You can't, you don't want that bad juju on you. <laughs> no, exactly. You don't want bad juju, but like, dude, the guy was just, I was like, what is this guy fucking doing? bro? just throwing it down and down and down and down. It's like, eventually he was going to lose it all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He, yeah. He was, and won 226, he would have bet 226 on something else the next day. Yeah. So, I grew up. So in you got to know when to, to. I grew up in Oklahoma. And so we get like Indian casinos and stuff everywhere out there. So like you turn 18, you go buy a pack yeah. of cigarettes, you go to the Indian casino, you go to the titty bar and you do the whole round. Well, like the, the casinos there are just like, Elderly women with oxygen tanks in one hand and a cigarette in the other one, just like switching, hitting which one they're doing, just pulling slots, and they'll 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 get up to like sixty grand and just lose it all. I mean, but they it's they're they're in it for the run, the run of the love of the game. Yeah, hey, they're just going to get rich. I mean, oh yeah, sixty grand is not nothing to them. They've probably been up that how many times in their lives? They're trying to get you know 100, 100, 200, something like that. Hey, but oh, Andrew, does, I want 60 grand in a day. I'd be dead the next day. Like, there's no way I'm going back to the casino. I'm just blowing all of that. I don't know what, what I'm like, why not? You know, uh, at that point, you got to walk away. Is. Yeah, you yeah. think so? You got to walk away if you get 60. Yeah, probably. I would definitely walk away. I'm a Jew, man. But, I, I saved yeah, my that, money. <laughs> oh, you're a Jew. Wait, wait, you literally are a Jew. Wait, so I mean, yeah, I guess so. I'm not. Um, my my dad, I'm Catholic. My dad's Jewish, but I practice Judaism in my finances. So if I'm up that amount of money, I'm walking away. I'm going home. He's throwing that into an S&P 500 index immediately. Oh, absolutely. You know that's going in the market. You <laughs> know it. hitting the Vanguard quick. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew's speaking my language right now. Um, but Andrew, real quick, you said that you made a mockumentary on this guy. And I know that, you know, you started with uh, the 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 previous stoolie page. Now you got this new one, I guess. What's your like scope of what you can do content wise? Cause it sounds like you have a pretty wide range of what you can offer. I do a lot of different stuff. Uh, I have my TikTok's probably my biggest thing when I got a few like thousand followers. I had a TikTok blow up when I found my mom's hidden cigarettes. That one blew up, got like a million views in early TikTok <laughs> days. And so then I was like, I got a little audience on there. Let me try to get a little better at like video editing or just whatever I can do. I found, I made this uh, TikTok today. I think my TikTok is Andrew Cook Funny, where I found this, uh, this deep fake voice thing on the internet and I, it had Joe Buck's voice. So you could type anything in and it would do Joe Buck's voice so i had it like videoing me with a drone like i was working out and he's just like and hey, look at this fat fuck running right here oh yeah <laughs> it's, i'm looking at it right now and it's fucking you're hilarious the uh going home for the holidays and not sleeping with your ex or doing drugs pov <laughs> you're just sitting you know on halloween dude this shit is so fucking funny yeah you are at andrew cook funny uh for tiktok for uh, anybody who didn't catch that. So I uh, definitely got to follow him. And then what else did I want to ask you? Um, oh, 
speaking of betting though, you like the you like the board this weekend playoffs? Uh, yeah, I was just looking at that. I, I dude, I bet li- I bet a live bet on uh, the Jaguars last weekend, and that was amazing. And I bet Georgia. <laughs> I texted you to bet Georgia, and you're like, no, I can't bet against Alabama. I didn't bet against Alabama and I didn't bet at all. Like I was scared and I was about to throw a hundred down. As soon as they hit the touchdown, I was like, oh, I'm going to stay away. Cause this, this game, like Elliot just said with bad juju, the game that was not a fumble. So I knew as soon as that wasn't a fumble and they scored a touchdown, I knew that uh, the football gods were definitely going to let Georgia win. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, you did tell me to bet Georgia and I'm a scumbag. So you could have gave me free money and I didn't take it. I apologize. I'm very rarely right, but that was one of the few ones I got right. And it's only because I have a love of very few things. One few things I love is sad Saban. So whenever you can see a sad Nick Saban, which you don't get often, and it's worth every penny. Whoa, why don't you like Saban? Saban's a good guy. Well, I'm an Oklahoma Sooners guy. And so we we lost to him last time we played. And he's there, he's the top of the pinnacle. So whenever you can see him get beat in a big game and have to like face his like yeah. his like former assistant that finally beats him, you can see like the malice in his eyes, you know. And that's an amazing, that's a rare sight I you can see. see. He was happy though. You I, see him at, at yeah, yeah at center court. I mean he was happy. He was out there, he was happy for Kirby Smart, one of his longest, you know, assistants. From what you hear, like in all the, you know, loyal system. Yeah. And you hear he's, he's the, his, his number one guy in the basketball court. Like, yeah, I think that's, that that's the first time he's ever like had, I think that like mutual respect of the guys beating him. Cause I don't think they're dabbing up as big whenever like the A&M game. Oh yeah. If Dabo beats him, he's not going to be smiling. No, no way. I don't think he respects Dabo. I think he thinks Dabo's goofy. Which he, kind of, he is. Yeah. yeah. Dabo, Dabo goes out to every field before he plays on it and pulls a bunch of grass out and puts it in his pockets. <laughs> like, hey, Les Miles used shit. to eat it. <laughs> yeah. This is some psycho football coaches. I had a um, football coach in, in high school who used to, uh, he used to go to piss in a urinal and he'd just pull up his shorts. He wouldn't like go through dude, pull up one to, short leg to piss like that. I have the same exact story. I have the same exact story of this old fucking geezer. I looked over to my left when he did that shit. And I was like, bro, no fucking way. You know, I was a little 15 year old kid. I didn't even know that shit was possible. Yeah. Oh my God. He's just throwing leg when he's going out. I w- dude, I wish Jeff was on here to co-sign the story, but we had a coach dude play for the Steelers. He would just do it on the field. He'd walk over to the side, just pull, pull his shorts off to the side and just pee right there on the field. Not on the field we're playing, but just off to the side. Just wouldn't even care. Yeah. Just take a piss real quick. Just jump right back on. That's, dude. Must be fucking nice, bro. Wait, you had a guy that played on the Steelers? Yeah, Jeff's dad played for the Steelers. Jeff's dad played for the Steelers. But yeah. wait, was he the coach? No, he was an offensive lineman. His dad played at Eastern Illinois, and then he played for the Steelers. And then I forgot this dude's name. Uh, he played for the Steelers, too, though. I mean, they were, that's why Jeff's a Steelers fan. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's why he's a Steelers fan, but I, I was like, I didn't know the coach played too. We had a, we had a coach, uh, Dan Rumashek. He played for Michigan. Uh, he was, and then he was on the practice squad for the Steelers. Never really did anything for them, but still a cool story. So I guess uh Steeler, Steeler players run deep out of Illinois. 
Did you guys root for the tie the other day? I was rooting for, I live at the Raiders. So I was rooting for the Raiders. But if it was a push, I would have been fine with it. I kind of, like at the end of the day, I was like, this would be kind of cool. But I kind of want to see Big Ben go for one more ride. I hate watching Big Ben play football because he plays, he's got the body of a 1940s football player now. Like it, it's, it's just sad, so slow. It's like watching your dog get old. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Please need to put, a, put Big Ben down. It's, you, 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 you get these nice rare moments where you see him happy and he's like hopping around out there, throws the first down like he's young again. But truly, you know that he's old and it's time to put the put the knee yeah. on him. Time for him to go. <laughs> appreciate it, guys. Long appreciate it before it's gone. Appreciate it before it's gone. You're yeah, never going to see but, a big man like that again, probably. Because nowadays, NFL, they're looking for guys that are mobile back there, big bodies that can move around. You're never going to see a slow, fat, white dude just back there just throwing bodies off him extending I mean, plays and putting tank. the ball downfield back in his day remember when he was just like i don't know he played he was like yeah he always played with heart too and uh i just can't believe he got two rings so there's a debate on if he should make the hall of fame or not do you guys agree or disagree i think 100%. if you have two super bowls you should make it yeah so then you think Eli should make the, the Hall of Fame? Yeah. I mean, I he hate, probably will, right? I hate Eli, but yeah, 100% Hall of Fame. All right. Now let's do, uh, this is my take on who shouldn't be a Hall of Famer or should. Let me ask you, Andrew. Do you think Devin Hester should be in the Hall of Fame? Who's Devin Hester? <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? Like, dude, he's a kick returner. Best kick returner of all time. You don't put a kick returner in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. He's a quarterback with two Super Bowl rings. Those who gets in the Hall of Fame. They don't remember yeah. those guys, you know. Those I'm guys don't get the glory. You run a ball back 20 times, yeah. If you if you put in Devin Hester, you have to put in the long snapper, you have to put in the short snapper, and that's what I'll always say. Elliot tends to disagree with me though. So I mean it he is was what a- it is. There's three phases of the game, guys, and he dominated one phase of the game. I mean, completely altered the way teams kicked the ball to the Bears. And on, a, on that team, on those Bears teams specifically, I mean, you kick the ball away from them, you're getting extra yards. And that's what those teams needed because they didn't have the offense to keep up with anybody. They had a defense that are going to keep them in every game and then an offense that depending on what the quarterback did that day is going to determine how many points they put on the board. So, I mean, for when a did, period uh, when of, did he play? Um, in four to 2010. So he was still during the time of like big hits on like kickoff returns and stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah he, he was, was the best to do it. He was the best to do it. I so mean, he's I confirmed he CTE now. <sighs> Um, <laughs> he's a Florida boy. He might have had some CT before he stepped on NFL just from field. backyard fights. Yeah. He's a wild boy. So Hell a couple yeah. more things. I, we have to go soon, but uh, I wanted to ask you, um, I know Elliot would like this question is I saw that you are a certified Kansas city, uh, chief barbecue judge. Yeah. So I took a, I took like a nine hour class, I think with my dad on like a random Saturday when I was like 16 
and we sit in there and you tried all those different types of barbecue undercooked, overcooked. And at the end of it, you ended up getting like a name tag and putting a registry. So you can go around to like all these barbecue tournaments and put your name in, but it's mainly the title. Cause it's Kansas city chief barbecue judge, which is an amazing title to have just as like, you know, next to your surname or something. Yeah. Well, I'm a reverend. I mean, I'm, I'm a reverend now. I, I was gonna say I'm a, I'm a reverend now. So I'm marrying somebody here in April. So I'm, I'm, I'm Reverend Elliot Schaefer. Hell yeah. Um, I remember, uh, going on a cruise, we were on a cruise as a kid and you could pick your surname and you could put a uh, master. Cause that's what you could do. If you're like in England, it's like a child that's unmarried. Yeah. And so you could have been like, my mom wouldn't let me put master. I was like, I want to be like a fucking Luke Skywalker. Let's go. <laughs> and that works both ways too. Man, with, you, with you being the, the barbecue guy, master cook. Yeah. Master, master Kansas city chief barbecue judge, Andrew cook. How you doing? Yeah. What's your favorite thing to barbecue? Or I guess not too barbecued favorite barbecue to eat. Uh, my favorite thing to barbecue, I, I would do want to cook is uh, Oklahoma thing. It's smoked bologna. They only really have it in like Kansas city and Oklahoma. They looked at me like I was homeless in Texas because there's so much brisket base, but it was just kind of like, right yeah, exactly. I saw that. I saw that look of malice. Uh, it, it, it's, it's just like a meat, a meat sponge for smoke, but uh, I like doing like pork ribs. And then uh, I'd say like brisket brisket's been the hardest thing to try to like master to get done. Right. And I just keep going off. Like the best brisket I ever had is Franklin's in Austin. It's like the guy, he's the guy that does the master classes online and everything and just trying to follow his recipe and get it like perfect. Yeah. So I'm a big Andrew Franklin guy myself. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm all about that, dude. I, I'm a, when I smoke, I got multiple smokers and grills in my backyard. So, I mean, I'm doing steaks, briskets, shoulders, ribs, everything you can think of. What's the hardest thing you've, you've had, like when it comes to doing the brisket, you say you're trying to, you know, work your way through it. What's the hardest thing you've seen trying to perfect the brisket? I think it's, I think it's, uh, whenever it hits to a certain part in the heat, it's called the stall where it stays at that temperature for a while, but the, it's when it condenses down. But, and if you don't know if you're in it, or like pull it too early, your brisket's just like super tough. So it's like knowing when you get out of that stall period and get to your final temp and trying to maintain like a constant temp. I think so. Like trying to maintain like 225 the whole time. Yeah. So you're, you're doing it the real deal. I'm a, I cheat yeah. a little bit. I got an electric smoker. So you're like, you're, you're smoking it. You're, you're, you're we got propane fire. is the one what we're doing, but it's the propane, the smoker we have a propane tries to get too hot. And so, you know, the worst thing you do get too hot and just have that stuff all tight and chewy and everything. Yeah. Use a meat thermometer. Yeah. And we got this now we have this thing called like meter and it like tracks it on your phone with like a graph temp and everything. And it's yeah. awesome. So, so you can just sit there like you're looking at like reports coming in. That's the go-to Christmas present for me. I buy everybody a meter. Cause like, yeah. the, the best thing I ever heard, I, I was, I forgot who it was. Some old lineman from the Kansas city chiefs was talking about it. And I completely agree with them. It's like, use a meat thermometer. If you're cooking, nobody cares that you're a good cook. You know, they just care if your food tastes good. You know, so you don't have to prove anything to anybody. Just throw a meat thermometer in there. Make sure it's the right temperature. Make sure it's good. Yeah. You guys can check out uh, the big green egg, which will soon to be our uh, sponsor. Big Green Egg is a grill, actually. Uh, you guys should look it up. It's, it's probably the best. You can cook anything on it. And then you can also use some Fogo charcoal. Uh, I know you guys use propane, but you guys use gas. Um, yeah, use the uh, Fogo charcoal. That's going to be another sponsorship that we might be having. But it's also really delicious. And uh, I, I used to make... I used to make um, smoked salmon jerky on a big green egg and it was amazing. It tasted like prime rib. Oh, you've tried the big green egg. 
You like yeah, it? Yeah, we used to, we had it growing up. Like uh, my buddy's stepdad had it growing up, and we'd always be out there. Like I think I smoked a squirrel on there one time and ate it. We were doing uh, wild Oklahoma shit. I was about to say that's backwood stuff. That's so <laughs> we shot it in a neighborhood with a pellet gun and skinned it. <laughs> <laughs> that's Oklahoma for sure absolutely one more question i have to ask before we go is uh you have the embodiment a of a pontiac aztec let's talk about that oh uh pontiac aztec has been voted the world's ugliest car oh be <laughs> nice to yourself damn no i, love I just think things. it's funny and, uh, the yeah, human body those are nice cars no they're de- they're death traps they've got glass <laughs> glass oh, trunks fuck they're at glass trunks. They only made it for a few years, but I remember watching like Top Gear and they rated that the ugliest car ever made. So people will put like all the human embodiment. I was like, I'm going to put the human embodiment as a Pontiac Aztec. That's so fucking funny. That's well, hilarious. Andrew, it's been a pleasure. We appreciate you uh, coming on. We wish it was a little bit longer, but uh, next time it definitely will be. Uh, let the listeners know where they could find you really quick. Uh, you can follow that, uh, uh, stoolie spaces. It's at spaces stoolies. You can follow all my socials at, at 71 cook a, and then Andrew cook funny on TikTok. Awesome. Awesome. It was a pleasure having you and, uh, we will see you definitely soon. See you brother. Thanks Andrew. Yeah. Awesome. See you guys.